It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings, the show that's so nice that during the season, we do it twice. Why do we do it? Because we love you guys and we want to make sure you're ready to continue to dominate and win your fantasy football leagues or DFS or whatever. We're presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Got a bunch of podcasts. At Ross Tucker NFL is where you find me on social media. At Ross Tucker Pod is where you can find us on Twitter and Instagram for all the different shows that are part of the network. He's the star of the show. He's Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan. He's the owner of fantasypoints.com, one of the owners. There's several because it is a beastly website. By far the best fantasy football website information I'm aware of. They got all they got betting stuff, they got drafts up, they got everything. It's an all-for-one shop. Just use the code 22 Feast so you get a discount on top of the already existing discount that they're offering right now. Joe, let's give people a discount on who they should take in this Carolina oh. Rams game. <laughs> do we have to? Yes. Oh, do man. Uh, is there a quarterback who looks less comfortable right now than Matthew Stafford? I mean, even the greats, even the toughest, when you're get consistently under siege – I mean, it's bad, and it's affecting all aspects of this offense. We know that Allen Robinson's not producing, and they're 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 just they're dying for somebody like they're throwing the ball to Tutu Atwell. All this entire offense is is short passes right now to Cooper Cup and and to Tyler Higby, both of whom are weekly starters, of course. But in the run game, it's permeated. Cam Akers has been hit at or behind the line of scrimmage on fifty seven percent of his carries. That's the second most in the NFL. Um, the Rams offensive line is not opening anything for the run game. So then it all ends up on Stafford's shoulders in third and long. And then he's getting teams can pin their ears back. It is not a pretty situation. Now, Carolina, I would say that the strength of their team is on the defensive side. They haven't yet started trading players though. Ross, if I were a contending team, I, w- I would be calling the Panthers and I would think be asking about Brian Burns, their, their edge rusher, who I think is going to introduce himself to Matthew Stafford in this game. Matt Rule has been fired. That can give the spark to this Carolina team. The problem is P.J. Walker's at quarterback. Now, that could be an upgrade over Baker Mayfield. We're not sure about that. But the problem is this team was already running the fewest plays in the NFL. And you might ask you might ask me, oh, Dolan, you know, what's up with Christian McCaffrey? He's not putting up the big numbers. Well, quite frankly, per Scott Barrett, he's he does his expected fantasy points at fantasypoints.com. He's actually leading the league in fantasy points per snap at .34 at the running back position. But Carolina's run nearly over 100 fewer plays than the Cardinals, who have run the most in the NFL. If Christian McCaffrey were averaging the same yards per snap or same points per, uh, per play as end was playing in the Cardinals offense, he'd be averaging 25.2 fantasy points per game instead of 19. So volume has been a massive problem for the Panthers offense in general. We know what's up with DJ Moore. If if you've held DJ Moore to this point, I'd just say keep holding him because maybe the coaching change, maybe the quarterback change, 
maybe something here is going to work for the Carolina Panthers, but you, you just want to know how much the markets have collapsed on Carolina. After that god-awful showing by the Rams, the Rams are still 10-point favorites in this game, just to show what people think of the Carolina Panthers right now. It's crazy. Um, you already talked about the Rams. I guess there's yeah. nothing else to say. We'll just I mean, go- it's Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. I don't feel good about anybody else here, so – it's a shame for Allen Robinson. It's a shame for Stafford. And I'm not sure we're even getting a chance to see if Cam Akers is back to his old self because the offensive line isn't giving us that opportunity. Let's get to Arizona against Seattle. Cardinals, Seahawks. Well, big injury for the Cardinals is James Conner in in the backfield. He's dealing with a rib injury. We already don't think Daryl Williams is going to play, and they had to put Jonathan Ward on IR. So in this matchup, really, against a Seattle team that has been a dead nuts over team, this could be the week for Eno Benjamin. Sit back, pop the cork, pour a nice tall glass of Eno Grigio on Sunday, Ross. And watch Eno Benjamin put up some RB2 numbers. I thought he looked pretty good against Philadelphia. He scored a touchdown last week. Um, And against a team that's a dead nuts over team like Seattle, I would anticipate that Eno Benjamin is going to have some success. But this is really going to be a big game for Marquise Brown in in the Cardinals' final game. Their final game without DeAndre Hopkins before he returns from his suspension. I think Marquise Brown has a golden matchup against the Seattle Seahawks defense that, in my mind, might be the worst coverage unit in the NFL. I mean, um, Tariq Wool and the rookie's doing a really nice job, but uh, it's really not a fantastic defense, and it's one that I think Marquise Brown, who, by the way, should have had a second touchdown against Philadelphia. He just flat-out dropped uh, a slant that he probably could have taken to the house. Um, he looks really good. This is a big spot for Marquise Brown, but – let me, let me just throw this out there. Let's say you're struggling at the quarterback position. And I've had plenty to say about Kyler Murray. I, I still feel in many ways he's the same player he was as a rookie. But I do just want to take this into account. Since the start of 2020, Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins, averages 65.1% completion rate, 5.8 yards per attempt, and a 2.9 touchdown rate. With DeAndre Hopkins, those numbers go up to 68.6% completion, 7.6 yards per attempt, and 5.1% touchdowns. As a team, the Cardinals are averaging 2.51 points scored per drive with DeAndre Hopkins and 1.96 points per drive without DeAndre Hopkins. The entire Cardinal offense, even if it's not to that extent, will be better when DeAndre Hopkins is back. I would think throwing an offer out for Kyler Murray if I'm struggling at quarterback might be the prudent thing to do this week. What about Seattle's offense? Rashad Penny's out. So after week one, Ross, we were all joking. Ha, 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 Gino's better than Ross. Ross, not better. Ross, I I, I don't know what your arm looks like, but I figure Gino – you're a better podcast host than Gino, but I figure he's a better quarterback than you. Yeah, I would think so. So – after week one, ha, 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 Gino's better than Russ. Ha, ha, isn't that funny? After week five, ha, 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 Gino's better than Russ. Kind of really? <laughs> I mean, Gino's out there balling. He's getting the ball to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And it's kind of the same Seattle team that we saw with Russell Wilson. The quarterback is a viable fantasy starter. 
the two receivers, although although one is, is going to blow up any given week, the other might disappoint you, the two receivers, you don't want to leave that prudential production on the bench. So you just got to start them every week. And now, unfortunately, I feel horrendous for Rashad Penny, just horrendous for him, because, like, I've really started to try to empathize with athletes who have to who, – who, it's not just the fact that you're going through an injury right now and the pain associated with that, but understanding that you've got to rehab your body to get back in shape for the next season. To me, Ross, that would be the thing that would break me. Not necessarily the injury itself, but the fact that I know I have to rehab, and he's done so much of that in his – and I just feel terrible for him. But this is why they drafted Kenneth Walker. And on a team that scores a lot of points and gives up a lot of points, I'm excited about Kenneth Walker. This was the kind of guy, like if you were saving your eighty your uh, uh, fab budget, and I know that waivers have already run. Kenneth Walker's picked up in every league. If you were saving your fab budget, this was the guy you empty your, your bankroll for. A young, talented player who's potentially a bell cow. But there is one thing I do need to say. I don't know if they trust him on third downs. Pete Carroll did say this week he expects DJ Dallas to get work as the third down back. Travis Homer's on IR. He should be eligible to come off in a couple of weeks. If you're dying for running back help, oh, Joe, there's no way Kenneth Walker was available in my league, and I get that. But I bet DJ Dallas was. So maybe you pick him up, and maybe the the Seahawks are continually in these high-scoring games, and DJ Dallas gets a lot of work on passing downs. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns, Joe. I think in the Bills-Chiefs game, if you like watching all of the touchdowns every Sunday, you got to really think about getting Sling TV. Sling is the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports, news, and entertainment. they got the best live content all in one place at the lowest price. You can see every touchdown every Sunday thanks to NFL Red Zone. A lot of you are familiar with it. It's available, though, now on Sling Blue Plus Sports Extra. Sling's easy to use, easy to set up. You can get it for half off. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time... Get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular price of 46 now 23 Think about that. You get the best deal on Red Zone. You catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Speaking, Joe, of slinging it, let's get to this Bills-Chiefs game that is the game of the day. Yeah, and, and it's on the main slate for DFS, so uh, 
Uh, fade at your own risk. I know there's a lot of sickos who are excited to fade this game because they know all the fish are going to be on it. But fade at your own risk, 54 being the total, Buffalo laying two and a half in Arrowhead Stadium. The first time Patrick Mahomes has ever been a home underdog. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen and how he's playing. Josh Allen has the third most fantasy points from a quarterback in weeks one through five all time. He has finished no lower as the quarterback six this year. Josh Allen is outrageous and maybe the most valuable player in all of fantasy. Now, we saw last week why people were touting Gabe Davis. Now, maybe there are some out there who think Gabe Davis is going to be the next great wide receiver, and maybe that's fair. But my point with touting Gabe Davis was this. I mean, he might not be an outrageous talent, but I want somebody associated with this offense. And there aren't many number two receivers who have the ability to go for 171 yards and two touchdowns any given week. That is now in the, uh, in the last three times we've seen Gabe Davis healthy and he practiced in full. He's now off the injury report entirely with that ankle injury, which is great news. In the last three times we've seen him healthy, he scored touchdowns in every game and has gone for more than 170 t- yards and multiple touchdowns in two of the last three times we've seen Gabe Davis healthy. Nobody has that kind of ceiling potential as a number two wide receiver. Nobody. It's it. This is Deshaun Jackson level stuff where just one catch can make playing the guy worthwhile. And that's why I touted Gabe Davis this offseason. Um, and at this point, like maybe you were iffy on him because of the injury. Well, now, you know, you just got to start him every week and you take the slings and arrows of starting him. There's there's a lot more ups than downs in this offense with Josh Allen. Uh, in the backfield, Devin Singletary did not get the work you expected in a 35-point game. But unfortunately, the Bills were like, hey, why waste Devin Singletary? Let's get James Cook's feet wet against the Steelers. I would expect a lot more Singletary this week. But for the Buffalo Bills, I mean, you can justify starting anybody here. Um, Isaiah McKenzie has clear concussion protocol and will probably play this week. If you want to keep Khalil Shakir on your bench because of what he showed last week scoring the touchdown, I have no qualms with that. Buffalo is a machine, and I expect that will continue going forward. Kansas City is interesting other than Kelsey, Joe. Yeah, because Kansas City really hasn't been getting any consistent production from anyone. I mean, Ross, you you heard me, and, and you – there's so much you can pull from the August podcast, the July and August podcast, where I was certainly wrong about things. I, I thought Sky Moore was my favorite receiver in the Kansas City offense. That sure, certainly has not come to fruition. But I remember just one time just absolutely telling you I hated Juju Smith-Schuster's ADP. I thought he was way overdrafted. Ross, he has finished as the wide receiver 36 or lower in four of his five games this year, and he hasn't been higher than the wide receiver 27 juju smith schuster's a black hole for fantasy all these receivers are a black hole for fantasy including my guy sky moore who and and this is damning with faint praise ran a team high or ran a season high 14 routes the other night um and uh, against the raiders and i think he's going to be involved a little bit more going forward when they need more explosive plays um but clyde edwards alaire here is the thing about edwards alaire his volume is not that of an RB1, but he had a lot of touchdown luck. Um, 
he's played more than 45% of the snaps just once all year and is averaging 7.5 PPR points per game in his last six games when he hasn't scored a touchdown. So you, if you're playing Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you're essentially playing a guy who, through the first few weeks of the season, has produced like an RB1, but really his usage suggests he's a touchdown-dependent RB2. And that is fine. You're drafting Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and you're drafting parts of this offense, just like with Gabe Davis, because you want guys who can score touchdowns associated with these elite quarterbacks. But I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire outproduced his expectations a little bit over the first five weeks of the season. That doesn't mean he won't score twice this week, but just so, sh- saying that his usage suggests there's going to be some drop-off here for him. Let's get to the – the. Uh... Cowboys and the Eagles. Cowboys are finally giving the ball to Tony Pollard a little bit there, Joe. Yeah, and he's like, he's a guy they've got to get the ball to because, uh, I mean, look, uh, you've got to give Cooper Rush so, so much credit, Ross. He hasn't turned the ball over in his four starts. With that defense, that's going to be a huge factor for them. But he threw for 109 yards against the Rams. Their offense didn't move the ball. They just they just swallowed up Matthew Stafford, and that's good. I mean, you want your defense to step up when you have a backup quarterback. But I'm not sure the Eagles are the kind of team you can get after the way the Cowboys have gotten after the Commanders and the Giants and the Rams because the Eagles' offensive line is great. Now, the Eagles are dinged up on the offensive line. They've got four starters on the injury report, but three of them finished the game last week, and Jordan Mailata could return this week. But I would expect Philadelphia is going to be the team that gives the Cowboys' defense the most problems that it's had in recent weeks. And then I think we see the real Cooper Rush, and maybe a guy, if he's playing from behind, is forced to make some throws that he probably shouldn't make. I do feel like this is the week the undefeated Cooper Rush um, experiment ends, but I've got to tell you how impressed I've been with his lack of turnovers. It's just that there's been a lack of production as well. Look, Zeke Elliott's a flex. Tony Pollard's a flex. CeeDee Lamb's the one guy I feel good about starting every week. And Dalton Schultz is another one of those tight ends I mentioned who can give you a zero any given week. Oh, you know, he aggravated the injury, but he's going to be fine. Not in my fantasy lineup, he's not going to be fine. I'm not playing... The, the, the Cowboys that I can play this week are Lamb, Zeke and Pollard as flexes, maybe Michael Gallup as a wide receiver three, and then that's it for me against this Eagle defense. What about the Eagles offensively? I guess you got to have Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard in your lineup every week. Yeah, so here's the thing. Against the Cardinals and their aggressive blitz packages, the Eagles had a very horizontal offense, and I hate that stuff, man. I understand why you do it, but so many wide receiver screens. I just feel like there's so much that can go wrong. And I wonder if they'll do the same thing against Dallas and Dallas's pressure. Um, and I would think Dan Quinn is going to try to dial up some pressure packages to kind of get after Jalen Hurts and make him uncomfortable. Um, I just don't know if the Cowboys offense can keep up, um, given the fact that the Eagles can still score and they can get the ball to A.J. Brown and, and, and Devontae Smith. Here's what the Eagles are. The Eagles are a five-man fantasy team, and you have to start them all every week. Jalen Hurts, you're not benching. Miles Sanders has blow-up potential, so even though he's the shakiest of this group, you can't bench him. You sure as hell can't bench A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. And name me three tight ends you feel better about playing than Dallas Goddard. So the Eagles, for me, from a fantasy perspective, are are an easy team to evaluate. It's just that 
every now and again, like we saw with A.J. Brown last week and Devontae Smith in week one, there's going to be some bad numbers for some of these guys just because there's only one ball to go around. By the way, if you want to go to that game, right now on the Game Time app, you can get in for $254. You can go, Joe, to tonight's Devils-Flyers game for 39 bucks. I know how you feel, Joe, about the Flyers right now, but $39. To go to the NHL opening night is pretty awesome. I'm already looking at Blink-182 coming to Hershey Park in late May. Love it. I love the Game Time app. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app because it guarantees the lowest price on tickets to your favorite sports, concerts, and shows. Very cool that you can see the view from your seat in the app, and checkout takes less than 30 seconds. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem code FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download Game Time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed, code FEAST. Monday night, put me out of my Broncos misery, Joe. Another primetime game for the Broncos. Oh, man. Russell Wilson's playing through this injury, apparently. And that doesn't explain the boneheaded interceptions, though. I mean, the, the interceptions in the red zone. Uh, uh, oh, man. The Broncos are averaging 8.4 yards to gain on third downs, which is second most in the NFL behind only the Commanders, who we'll see in primetime this week as well. Just 21.3% of the Broncos' early down plays have gained first down yardage which is tied with the Panthers for the league's worst. Russell Wilson is, he's taken a sack on so many early down drives. It's everything's going wrong. Everything's going wrong except Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton has been Russell Wilson's guy. Jerry Judy's dropping passes. Um, We'll see if Greg Dolchich, the rookie tight end, can come and and make something happen here, Ross. But if you want to bench Russell Wilson, fine by me. Sutton. Melvin Gordon are kind of the only two guys I feel like are must-starts from the Broncos right now. You can even bench Judy, though it might be hard this week um, with four teams on by. I I don't even know what to say about the Broncos other than you just got to hope that they get it together. Broncos fans got to hope they get it together because they're stuck with this right now. They're not necessarily stuck with the coach, but they're stuck with Russell Wilson. Um, I will say this. You can pick on J.C. Jackson, who's been playing hurt for the Chargers. That's a good sign for Cortland Sutton. First couple of weeks, Joe, people were freaking out about Austin Eckler. They were saying never again, and now look what he's doing. Yeah, he's got 71 fantasy points over the last two weeks. Um, and look, I mean, there's nothing else to analyze about Austin Eckler. The guy's really freaking good. He's taking advantage of Keenan Allen being out, and there is another thing that we're going to have to learn. By the time you're listening to this, you might know, but uh, according to the LA Times, Keenan Allen was only able to run on the side in an unofficial Wednesday practice because this is a Monday game. The Chargers did not have to put out an injury report, but that would suggest that he would have been trending towards a DNP, even though Brandon Staley called Keenan Allen a a, um, day-to-day this week. But he has obviously missed four and a half games with that hamstring injury and very clearly had a setback. And Mike Williams over the last two weeks is averaging about a 35% target share with Josh Palmer also dinged up. Remember, he's playing through an ankle injury. So Mike Williams has been a guy who's been getting big-time production. The problem therein lies with the fact that if Keenan Allen cannot play in this game, Patrick Sertan is probably going to follow Mike Williams on a good number of his routes, which will be a downgrade for Williams and potentially an upgrade 
for Joshua Palmer, but Palmer's been dealing with the ankle injury and has clearly been less than 100%. So this Charger offense is suffering through some injuries right now. A whole lot hinges on the availability of Keenan Allen on Monday night because that can really dictate how the Broncos play this team defensively. As you can tell, this guy knows what he's talking about, and so does everybody that works at FantasyPoints.com. Do yourself a favor. Use the code 22FEAST so you get a discount on the discount they're already offering. Check him out on social media at FG underscore Dolan. This episode will be posted shortly after midnight, so we don't mess up your podcast app by posting two on the same day. I am at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod, and that's it. We're stuffed. We're done. It's over. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.